You who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. It's great to see you this morning. I don't know if you've been noticing, but the last several weeks, our attendance has been steadily climbing. It's a great thing to see. A lot of people uh, returning from illnesses and surgeries and um, just a lot of people that are re-engaging and reconnecting in person with God's people here at Katy. We're really glad to see you this morning. Um, when I was in college, uh, we, we had a phrase that if you were an upperclassman and you came up to a group of, you know, kind of a, 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 a crowd of people, you could yell, make a hole. And that was, that was a signal for all the underclassmen, for all the younger people, they were supposed to part ways, you know, they're supposed to make like the Red Sea parting. And so make a hole. I don't know if you've noticed, but we've kind of had an increase in the number of I don't know what you call it, six-legged saints, uh, folks with walkers and folks with canes and things like that. Six-legged saints, you like that? <laughs> We've had an increase in the number of folks that, that are doing that. Because we love each other, because we want everybody to, to feel at home and to have a place among us, let's be sensitive to those around us and let's, when appropriate, let's make a whole, okay? And I wanna say this too. For those of you who are six-legged saints, it is such an encouragement to see you at services. It is such an encouragement. I know, I know it's hard to get up in the morning and I know you hurt and I know you feel like maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't the day for me to go. It means a lot to me personally. I know it means a lot to your brothers and sisters in Christ to see you here. So on behalf of the church and let the church say amen, Thank you so much for your presence this morning. And thank you so much for continuing to encourage us just by your presence. By the way, think about this. One of the best things you could ever do for somebody is to just be present. That's a gift, you know, we call it our presence. It's a gift to God's people for you just to be present among us. Thank you so much for doing that. And let's be sensitive to one another because there are quite a few of us who need a little bit of extra care and sensitivity. All right, that's the sermon before the sermon. Open your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Peter chapter 5, and look at verses 5 through 7 with me this morning. You can just leave the Bible open to that particular passage, 1 Peter 5, verses 5 through 7. We're going to talk about burdens and troubles and cares. The world's strongest man competition, maybe you've seen it on ESPN, happens every June. The current world's strongest man is a man from Scotland named Tom Stoltman. And he won the competition for being the world's strongest man for 2021 by lifting, by deadlifting, those of you who are weightlifters, 950 pounds, half a ton. He picked up that burden deadlifted it, and by the way, he did a lot of other things, pulling cars and things behind him, all kinds of crazy things they make these world's strongest men do. But you think about the kind of discipline that it takes to lift a weight, a burden, 950 pounds, 
and then to earn the title world's strongest man. That takes some intense training. And I guarantee you this, anybody who can lift that much weight doesn't hold that much weight for very long. They just don't. Because that's the way troubles, that's the way weights are. You can't hold on to them forever. You've got to drop them eventually. You've got to put them somewhere else eventually. You've only got so much strength. And as you look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 7, God is talking to us about what we do with our troubles. And some of us are trying to be the world's strongest man, the world's strongest woman when it comes to the burdens and the weights and the troubles that we're carrying around with us. We're trying really hard to earn that title. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to hold up. I'm going to do this. And we're holding on to the troubles that God wants us to cast upon him. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 is what I call a Hobby Lobby verse. If you go to Hobby Lobby, you'll find that in the aisles, they have a lot of verses that are painted in nice calligraphy on, on uh, pictures and things to put in your living room. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, we are to cast all our cares, all our troubles upon him. He cares for you. And that is a wonderful thought to keep in your mind and it's not a bad thought to have on your living room wall. Because troubles, cares, they tend to do two things. Listen carefully. In the first place, your troubles and your cares will cause you to take your eyes off God. If you try to be world's strongest man with your troubles and your cares, if you say, I've got this, I can handle this, and you're going to carry those things around all by yourself, you're going to take your eyes off God because nobody can deadlift 950 pounds and still be thinking about God and his will. And secondly, our troubles cause us to take our mind off of what's right. You take your eyes off God, like Peter walking on the waves. He saw the waves and how big they were, and he took his eyes off Jesus and he started to sink. And then secondly, our troubles will cause the word of God to choke, to be choked out of our lives. Mark chapter four, verse 19. Mark 4, 19 says, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things choke God's word out of our lives. Troubles can cause you trouble and you are not the world's strongest man and sooner or later you're going to have to do something with those troubles and you know what we most often do with our troubles with our cares we give them to other people maybe you should carry this for a while maybe you should take this for a while you take my cares you take my troubles that's not what the bible says to do look with me if you would at first peter 5 and let's just read together verses 5 through 7 and i want you to notice there are three commands that god gives us when we're dealing with trouble in our lives first peter 5 verse 5 reads like this likewise you younger people submit yourself to your elders yes all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Command number one that God gives to people who are dealing with trouble is clothe yourself in humility toward others. You see it? Submit to those who are in authority. Submit to those who are wiser than you. Clothe yourself in humility toward others. So as I look around when I'm facing trouble, no matter what the nature of the conflict or trouble is, 
humility ought to be on my mind if I want to please God. By the way, you know how to be humble? The way to be humble is to do this. You just ask one simple question. What would a humble person do in this situation? That's all you gotta do. What would a humble person do in this situation? You ask that question and then you do what a humble person would do in that situation. You see, it's not humble to think you're humble. That's ironic. When you think you're humble, you're not. When you think, Lord, it's hard to be humble, you know. When you think you're humble, you're not humble. But when you think about what a humble person would do and then you act in humble ways, you are humble. And so the Bible says, clothe yourself in humility toward others. Think about in this trouble, in this burden, in this conflict, think about what a humble person would do and then act that way. And there's a reason. In verse five, it says, because God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You know what that means? God finds ways to bless people who act in humble ways before others. It's a promise from God's word. God gives grace, he gives blessings to those who act in humble ways. And so the first commandment when we're dealing with trouble is to clothe ourselves in humility toward other people. But it doesn't stop there, look at verse six. Therefore he says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. The second command is we are to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. What that means, brothers and sisters and friends, is that we as Christians are to realize that we are to be under God's authority and God's power and God's protection. We're not looking to how we're going to carry this weight. We're looking to God and to his authority and asking God, what would you have me to do? This is exactly what Jesus did in Matthew 26, 39, when Jesus prayed, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but your will be done. You know what Jesus was doing in that moment? He was humbling himself under God's mighty hand. He was saying, God, your will be done no matter what. I'm going to keep your word. I'm gonna listen to your promises and I'm gonna do what you have commanded me to do. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand. And notice again, there's a reason, so that he, God, may exalt you in due time. And then there's this verse, 1 Peter 5, 7, that's gonna take the remainder of our lesson. In 1 Peter 5, verse seven, the Bible says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Three commands and three reasons why these commands are necessary in times of trouble. Be clothed in humility because God gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand because God will exalt you in due time. And third, cast your cares upon him, reason, because he cares for you. Stop trying to carry your burdens around, cast them on the Lord because your burdens, your troubles, your cares, they're gonna cause you to take your eyes off God and they are also going to cause God's word to be choked out of your life. Let your troubles be cast upon the Lord. Let's talk about that this morning. I want you to notice as you look at this particular verse, 1 Peter 5 verse 7, I want you to notice there's a weight, the cares. I want you also to notice that there is an action, cast them on God. I want you to notice as we look this morning at this particular passage, we are to take these cares and we're to cast them on God 
There's a location upon the Lord. Reason, because he cares for you. Let's talk about those in turn. In the first place, there is a weight. Peter assumes that we are in trouble. He assumes that we have burdens, we have anxieties, we have things that are troubling us. And oftentimes, just like the world's strongest man, people keep piling more and more and more. The word cares, it has to do with things that cause us to be anxious. Philippians 4 verse 6, be anxious in nothing but pray about everything. Matthew 6, 28, things that worry us. Don't worry about tomorrow. Matthew 6, 34, things that trouble us. The idea being that there are in Christians' lives things that worry us, that concern us, that trouble us. And I want you to notice in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, the commandment is, are you listening? Cast all your cares upon him. The big ones, the little ones. And all the sizes in between, cast every single one of your cares upon him. We need to think about our cares and what we're doing with them. A lot of people think, well, you know, I'm burdened, but I'm not burdened completely yet. I'm not lifting the maximum that I could lift. And so I'm just going to carry these burdens around. That is not what the passage says. It says when you're in trouble, when you are facing cares and trials, cast all of them upon the Lord. There might be three categories that you might consider about our cares. In the first place, past regrets. Things that have been done, things that have happened in the past. I wish that had not happened and I'm thinking about it and I'm obsessing over it and this is something that is just a burden to me. Past regrets, present burdens, the problems and the trials of today, the things that weigh us down. How are we going to make it through today? How are we going to get through this challenge, this trial, present burdens and future concerns? Everybody is plagued by all three, past, present and future. And the Bible is saying God wants us to take inventory of those weights. He wants us to take inventory of those cares and he wants us to do something with them. What do you do with your troubles? What do you do with your burdens? There's an action as you look at 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. The word is cast. And literally, the Greek word means to hurl or to throw something. That is to to move it, to transfer it from one place to another. It involves a transfer, the word cast does, from one place to another. This passage is a passage about prayer, brothers and sisters. And what it is counseling us to do is this. The passage is saying, you take your burdens, you take your worries, you take your weights and your troubles, you take those things and you transfer them to another place. You pray to your heavenly father. You offer these things to him because they are a concern to you, because they are a burden and a challenge to you. You take those things and you talk to God about those things honestly. Cast them, transfer them somewhere else. And not only that, this is a deliberate decision. It's a deliberate decision to throw something, isn't it? To pick up a rock and throw it? It's a deliberate decision. I have to decide. That's what I'm, same thing is true when it comes to your troubles and burdens. We have a song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And one of the lines in that song goes like this. 
Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. A lot of us are carrying around burdens and we have forfeited peace in our lives because we have refused to obey the clear command of scripture. How does God want us to deal with our troubles? Make the deliberate decision to cast those troubles upon him. It is by the way, a repeated decision. This is a daily discipline when we're burdened and when we're troubled. And one of the ironic things about this is even though I pray to God about my burdens and even though I cast my cares upon him, there's still some responsibilities that I have. There are still some problems that I still need to face. Even though I've given these things to God, I still must make some decisions as a Christian individual to try to please God and to try to deal with these things in a Christ-like way. I still have those burdens in my life, but there's a difference. And the difference is that when we've cast our cares upon the Lord, we've made this decision repeatedly, we realize a couple things. We realize, number one, that there is someone who hears and understands what we are going through. And not only that, but he cares and he's involved and he's saying to you and to me, humble yourself before others. Humble yourself under my mighty hand and I'll exalt you in due time. And when you've got those troubles and those cares and those burdens, cast those things on me, give those things to me. Cast your cares upon him. When was the last time you took your cares and you cast them somewhere? You threw them somewhere. By the way, most people, when you get tired of carrying the burden, you give the burden to somebody else, some other person. Well, if you couldn't carry the burden for very long, what makes you think somebody else is gonna be able to do it? Why are you taking the burdens that you have and transferring those to others? The Bible says, cast those upon him. And that's the location. Take those burdens and cast those burdens upon him. He cares for you. So I'm to take my troubles, I'm to take my burdens and I'm to pray about those things to almighty God. I am to give those things to God. There are points in life when you've done everything you can, to, you can do. There are troubles and concerns that you have no control over and nobody else does either. It's just a matter of taking those worries and those anxieties and those burdens and casting them upon him. He is the location. He is the place where we are to give those burdens. The Bible says that God wants us to set our hope upon him. First Timothy chapter six, verse 17. Where's your hope? Well, I hope that things get better. I hope that this situation clears up. I hope that this trouble goes away. No, I put my hope in and upon the Lord. My hope goes there. We are to rely upon him. In 2 Chronicles 13, verse 18, the Bible says that the people of Judah defeated the people of Israel when there was a war between the two groups. And the people of Judah prevailed. And the reason why was because they relied upon the Lord. They depended on him. The Bible says we are to call upon him when we are in distress. Psalm 118, verse five. The Bible says we are to lean upon him. We are to depend upon him for everything. 
spoken to people that were tempted to turn to other nations to try to help them to get out of a dilemma. The Bible says through the prophet Isaiah, stop turning to other nations and trying to let them solve your problems for you. You lean, you depend upon the Lord. Isaiah 10 verse 20. We are to put our burdens upon God, depend upon him. And I want you to think about this. As you look at 1 Peter 5 verse 7 in your Bible, Peter actually took this expression, cast your cares upon him, he cares for you. He actually took this expression from David. Maybe in, your, in the margin of your Bible, maybe there's a mark there. This actually comes from Psalm 55. And I just want to use this to kind of illustrate what David did. In Psalm 55, verse 22, this is when David said, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. But I want you to think about the problem that David faced. Maybe it's not unlike a problem that you face. Back in Psalm 55, just very briefly, in verse 12, here's what David says. I'm just putting it on the screen for you for time's sake. David is praying to God and David is in a conflict. He's in a, in a trouble and he says, here's my problem, God. He said, it's not an enemy who's taunting me. I could bear that. It's not an adversary who's dealing insolent, insolently with me. Then I could hide from an adversary. But here's the problem, verse 13. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We used to take sweet counsel together. Within God's house, we walked in the throng. David is upset because somebody who had purported to be his friend and his ally, they had turned on him and they meant evil to him. And David is praying about that particular situation, that particular circumstance in Psalm 55. And so in verse 20, he says this, he says, my companion, he stretched out his hand against his friends. He violated his covenant. His speech was smooth as butter, yet war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Everybody said about this companion, he's such a wonderful guy. He's so sweet, he's so kind. And David said, no, he's not. This guy is evil. He's a viper. He's turned his, his, his heart against me, his friend. And he's praying to God about that circumstance. And it's in that context that David, by inspiration, writes, take this burden and cast it on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. What does the psalmist want you and me to do? He wants us to realize that everybody carries burdens. And some of the burdens you carry, you didn't ask for. You don't deserve. And if righteous things were being done, you would never have to carry this particular burden, but you do, and that's the reality of it. So what do you do with the burden? David says, this is what I've discovered to do. Cast my burden on the Lord because he will sustain me. And Peter took that passage, that verse, and he put it in 1 Peter 5, verse seven, and he said, this is how you humble yourself before God. This is how you humble yourself under his mighty hand, by taking your burdens and casting them on the Lord, because he cares for you. Where do you transfer your troubles? Where do you put your burdens? Notice as you go back to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, notice this, there's a reason. And the reason is the very best reason of all. Why should I talk to God about my troubles? Because he cares for me. He cares. Maybe nobody else cares about your troubles. Maybe nobody else wants to listen. 
maybe nobody else, maybe people get bored, you know, when you start talking about the things that are happening in your life, you can just kind of see their eyes glaze over and they're, they're, they're tuned out, they're checked out, they're thinking about their own troubles. Maybe that's what happens to you. There's somebody who always wants to hear because he cares deeply about what's going on with you. He cares for you, the Bible says. There have been plenty of people in the Bible that doubted whether God really cares. When Jesus was asleep in the boat and there was a storm, remember the disciples, they said, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? Mark 4, 38. Luke chapter 10, verse 40, when Martha was up trying to serve and make sure that everybody had enough food prepared and Mary was sitting down there at the feet of Jesus listening to him teach, Martha said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve, uh, serve alone? Tell her to help me. God, don't you care? Aren't you paying attention to what's happening in my life? The psalmist writes in Psalm 44, verses 23 and 24, awake, why are you sleeping, O Lord? Rouse yourself, don't reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? You see, it's not just you and me that sometimes wonder, does God, is he paying attention to what's happening in my life? You have a promise in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, and the promise is simply this. The promise is from God himself, and he says, I want you to talk to me about what's happening in your life, and the reason is because I care for you. I care. You don't have to ask that question. You don't have to say those kinds of things because by faith we can trust and we can know this is true. God cares for me. Or put another way, if something is important to you, if this is a burden or a trouble or a care or a worry that you're carrying around, it is important to your Father in heaven. If it's important to you, it's important to him. And the reason is because you are important to your Father in heaven. God wants his people to deal with trouble by humbling themselves before others and under his mighty hand and while we are humbling ourselves, thinking about what would a humble person do? I'm gonna do that. While we are humbling ourselves, in the midst of that, we are to take those burdens and those troubles and those worries and those cares and we are to cast them, to fling them upon God. God, this is a, this is a terrible thing that I'm experiencing. God, this is a burden that I'm carrying around and I wish this burden weren't here. I wish that things were different. And the Bible says God wants us. He's not, he's not upset. He's not somehow, somehow inconvenienced. He wants, he, he rejoices when his people come and tell him what's on their hearts. Tell God what's on your heart. Tell him what's happening in your life and be honest with him. And if there are things you wish are different, talk to God about what you wish was different. But you take those burdens and you take those troubles and you cast them upon God. And the reason is because he cares for you. You're important to him. That's how New Testament Christians handle the troubles and the trials and the worries and the cares and the anxieties of our lives. There was a very famous preacher and somebody came up to him one time and said, you know, you're basically everybody's favorite preacher. Who's your favorite preacher? Interesting question. The famous preacher said this, 
He said, my very favorite preacher is a little robin that lives outside my window. The preacher said, I take in the, in the evening, I take breadcrumbs and I scatter them on the windowsill outside my window. And every morning that robin comes and he lands on my windowsill and he takes as much bread as he needs, but he doesn't take all of it. And then when he's full, he goes and he sits up in the tree and he lifts his voice to God and worship and says, thank you, oh my heavenly father for providing for me. And then that little robin takes his head and he tucks it underneath his wing and he sleeps soundly. And he wakes up the next day and he finds that God has provided for him again and again. You and I could learn a lesson from the sparrows. We could learn lessons by casting our cares upon the, upon, upon the Lord. He cares for you. Maybe you need to respond this morning to heaven's invitation because you realize that you are outside of Christ and you realize that the only way that somebody becomes a New Testament Christian, a child of God, is by repentance of sin, by confessing the name of Jesus, and by baptism, immersion in water for the remission of sin. Maybe you're ready to make that commitment this morning. Maybe you need the prayers of your brothers and sisters in Christ you realize that there are cares and troubles and burdens in your life and you need others to be praying for you in this, in this difficult time. Whatever your particular need is, if you have one, make your way down the aisle while we sing this song of invitation and we will make those needs known. Won't you come while together we stand and while we sing. This morning,